Hey everyone, welcome back to Invil's fifth podcast. We are so excited today to talk a little bit about self-care, checking on all of you and, and really setting the tone for the holidays. We hope that all of you are well. Myself, Tiana and Simone are really excited to share with you some self-care tips and to jump in on how to affirm yourself throughout the holidays. Thank you. Check it out. Hello, everyone. Yes, it's Simone here. I am really excited about this conversation on self-care because it's a word we've been hearing really frequently throughout this whole year and pandemic and throughout even our conversations here in the podcast, right? So we're on our fifth podcast. And it's really important, I would think, for us to take space and just highlighting the importance of self-care and what it looks like and just having some casual conversations around it. Um, and with that, I'm just thinking how, for me, I, I like self-care is definitely a buzzword. I hear it a lot. Um, I'm also knowing for me, it's, it's, it's also been something that I internalize and feel like it's needed in my life. I think with the many definitions that people have, because self-care is very individualized, it can sometimes be um, something that we, we may overlook as not for us, right? So I am really interested in hearing from T and Lanisha of how you both practice self-care and how you define it for yourself, what self-care is. Yeah, that's a great question, Simone. And I agree. I think self-care can sound like a hoax at time for people, especially individuals who haven't always practiced it or who don't even really know what it is. Um, and so for me, self-care really encourages me and the rest of us to maintain a healthy relationship with ourselves so that we can really transmit good feelings to others. Like I love giving off good vibrations and having good energy. And so in order for me to do that, I really have to check my stuff and myself. You know, and so, you know, you can't really give to others what you don't have to give if you don't have enough fuel within yourself. If you're not pouring into you, you really can't pour into others. And so while some may misconstrue self-care as selfish, it's far from that. I think self-care is an act of selflessness on ourselves. And so, you know, the ways in which I practice self-care is setting boundaries and saying no to things that feel forced so that make me feel guilty when I do it. Um, really unplugging from social media, from my phone, from things that I could just feel like I can get lost in the days. Um, I really enjoy kind of getting lost and I actually enjoy doing that as a kid. So really being able to unplug Traveling is another form of self-care, practicing meditation or, you know, do-it-yourself facials. I think in the last podcast I've talked about, you know, or in other speeches, I've talked about having acne and having cystic acne. And when I don't take care of myself, if I don't implement facials, it really shows up on my skin. Like when I'm stressed out, it shows up and people can literally see when I'm stressed out. So facials, journaling and practicing positive self-talk, taking long showers or baths, um, really just doing anything every day that I enjoy. No, I definitely agree with you, Lanisha and Simone, in regards to you guys' responses. So self-care is just caring for ourselves as individuals, um, also, and partaking in any act, also keeping our own well-being in mind. Um, some different ways that I take on for self-care is traveling. That's pretty much my top when it comes to self-care. Um, and traveling for me, it could just be get, getting away from any place of like my living space. So like exploring different areas, a state or a different type of activity that I've never done before. Um, also another way that I do for self-care is um, working out. Um, I definitely utilize that. That's like my number one 
as well. Yeah, I um, I also just think it's so important that we do these things. Like I, I think oftentimes, especially when I'm talking to Simone, I think she's always asking me, how do I take care of myself? What am I up to? Like when we're having our little, you know, girl talks and things like that. Um, and so like just being mindful of our own needs so that we're better able to support the people that we care about. You know, I think that's why it's really important because when I'm not taking care of myself, I really see how the energy shifts within my relationships, within my foundations, at my home, um, in my environment. People start to kind of get icky and weird and we all get these weird vibes because I'm not taking care of myself and neither are they. You know, I'm also a therapist and as a therapist, it's important for me to be able to check my stuff and, and really support myself so that I can be a better equipped clinician so I can be fully engaged and present when I'm there. So when I take care of myself, um, I'm, I'm less stressed, you know, I'm better able to meet people where they're at and be better able to, you know, address their needs. Yeah, and I feel like um, in the career of mental health, we are very much selfless. We're really concerned on, about others and their well-being. And um, like Lanisha, you just said, and it's it's very important for us to be in tune to our own well-being as well. So when we talk about being selfish, um, to me, it doesn't sound like a bad thing to be every now and then. Every now and then loving on yourself and having that personal time and or having that time where you're somewhat just out of what's going on in your in your head so being mindful of just what's going on in the immediate time um, and not thinking about what you have to do tomorrow or, or an hour or in like 30 minutes but just giving yourself a break and loving on yourself is, is it really is a needed so when I think about self-care I really think about it as a necessity and for me I think when I think about my own self-care uh, routines, I think about how I really enjoy bubble baths and essential oils and smells and scents and candles. Um, and just like the very much simple things as eating healthy, because I feel like when I'm fueling my body with healthy things, I'm feeling much better. And when I'm waking up with like um, positive vibes, like Lanisha and, and, and T were mentioning, uh, my day is, is overall better. Um, because I started my day off in the, in the right mind. Um, and when I think about other self-care strategies that I do to cope with the stress that I, I have and, and my own mental health stuff, I think about, um, for one, a lot of it is my own therapy and, and making sure that I'm keeping up with my appointments and making sure that I'm, I'm being open and honest with someone that is very unbiased, that can really challenge me to become my most ultimate self. Um, so therapy has been like a really huge thing for me as well. Yeah, um, thank you for sharing that Simone. I think you always end up dropping a gem that makes me feel encouraged and safe to share as well. Um, I think going to therapy is huge for people who, um, are seeking ways to better care for themselves. I mean, therapists need therapists, and I also go to therapy, and I don't miss it. I don't miss a beat. I don't miss a session, and it's been really helpful for me to, you know, to be able to self-reflect, and then for someone else to hold me accountable when I'm not taking care of myself. So I think that's a huge one, and thank you for sharing that, Simone. 
Yeah, no, just to kind of piggyback off what Simone and Emily Lanisha were saying, um, for me, it's just kind of just taking a step back and kind of just to refocus on where my energy needs to be placed. Um, also kind of figuring out what I can do pretty much surface surface level um, if I'm not able to travel. So that would meaning um, working out or also seeing a therapist in addition, um, newly seeing a therapist this year. Um, so that's something that I can do pretty much surface level. Yeah, I think the first thing that comes to mind for me actually is like, when did I, I actually learn about self-care? Um, and, you know, and when did, you know, you, Simone and Tiana learn about self-care? Because as you mentioned, Simone, a lot of time it's like this like cliche, you know, <laughs> hoax that everyone's like, oh, self-care. Um, and we know that we need it. I think maybe that's why like people have that attitude is because we know we're not doing it. Um, so I, I guess that's my question to you too. Like, when did you first learn about self-care? I didn't actually um, learn about self-care until my late 20s. And that's pretty much when I started implementing in my late 20s. Um, but what I will say is in my early 20s, um, when I had graduated from college, I was definitely working a full-time job and I was in a relationship. So it was very, it was a hard transition for me. Um, and I kind of noticed I wasn't myself. So I was becoming very irritable, very agitated all the time. So during those times, I would definitely take trips. Um, and I noticed I felt relieved once I came back into my living space. So I feel like th during those times, that was my self-care, but I didn't really know the words or how to use it to say, well, this is how I need to, this is, this is what I need to do to implement in my life for me to feel better. So I'm able to take a step back and just rejuvenate. So that's something that I really didn't understand until I got into my um, late 20s. Because at that time, I thought I was just having fun, but it was really just me having self-care. And it sounds like it's like a mixture of the two of like, you can have fun and um, be loving on yourself and having self-care. And I really like T, when you said a lot of what you said, I was like, dang, that's exactly me. Like, I didn't really have that definitive word of like what it was until probably undergrad so like in my 20s as well or like um late teens and when I heard the word I'm like oh this sounds nice like how do I do it right. not even knowing that I'm already doing it that we already have the skills and it's, it's not so complex type of thing and I'm like dang like okay I, I'm I was like now I have this word and and that came a little bit more power to me um it's something strange I don't really know how to explain it but it was just like oh what I'm doing right now is taking care of myself. Let me just like, let me just give myself a, like a, a hands of applause or however you say that, or a pat on the back and say like, oh, time for yourself. It sounds good, it, it felt good. Um, and when I started implementing it or just saying like, or identifying with it rather, um, it, was, it was definitely a different experience. And, and the fact that I was like, wow, like this is so needed. I need it, I need this. Was that hard for you ever, Simone? Like when you finally did start clapping, you know, for yourself when you were taking time for yourself um, and you, Tiana, like, what was it like when you started to notice it and then you realized you needed it? That's such an interesting question because it, it, for me, when you first said that, it brought me back to what you said um, earlier about like why some people are maybe resistant towards self-care. And I think it's really about... Um, or it may be geared towards people feeling guilty about having that time to, or taking space for yourself. Um, some 
I remember in the beginning, my process, I was like, oh, no, did I really work enough to earn this time to, to love on myself? Like, should I? No, like, you just have to keep on going. There's no time for celebration. There's no time to um, give yourself a hand clap or, or anything. It's like, just keep on going type of thing. Um, so in the beginning, it was definitely hard for me. And then I, I somewhat noticed <laughs> that it was a need and maybe it came out of my therapist too, of, of reminding me how um, much stronger I, I can be when I do celebrate myself, how much love, uh, that self-love, how that will look differently inside of me and how, again, how that will perpetuate to others. I really think it's like a light that we're talking about. Like we all have these lights and if we wanna be really strong and have that shine um, and impactfulness to others, we have to care for ourselves. Yeah, yeah. And, and what about for you, T, when you realized, like, I actually need this, you know? Like I'm sitting here and I, and I heard you say like, I like to travel, I like to have fun. And if you know T, she's a, like a social butterfly. She has an infectious smile, but you know, laughter really triggers the releases of endorphins, right? And so the body naturally feels good chemicals and it promotes, you know, overall sense of well-being when we're laughing, smiling, having a good time, being social. So for you, T, what was it like for you to have to like take that power that someone's talking about and say like, no, I need this and I can't live without it? Once I kind of figured out what I was doing. It wasn't just considered fun at that time. It was just like, okay, well, this is definitely something that I need and I definitely see a difference. You know, so when I was younger, like I said before, it was just more so to me, oh, I'm just having a good time. Just, I just, I'm just out to be out. But it was more so like, okay, well, when I come back, revisit the situation, I'm just in a better mood. I'm happy. I'm talkative. I want to laugh. Um, it was just more so, it was kind of like a breath of fresh air. So when I got into my late 20s, I'm like, well, this is something that I need to do. If I can't do it because it's so complex, which is traveling, let me at least do it surface, which means let me at least work out, you know, three times, four times a week, which helps me, puts me in a better space because I'm by myself enjoying what I like to do. And it just helps me become a better person. So if I can't do a complex, I at least try to do a surface area. So I didn't really learn that until my late 20s. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I learned about self-care, like really learned about it. I want to say roughly about four years ago when I began working as a counselor at an eating disorder residential program. And so um, I was responsible for running, you know, psychoeducation, psychotherapy, expressive groups for residents in the program at that time. And so a lot of times they were, you know, directing us to utilize content on self-care and teaching residents how to take care of themselves, how to love themselves, how to pour back into themselves and really affirm themselves. And the more you, it's like when I teach, I start to like, it sticks with me. It's, it's so different when you're learning something, but when you're teaching someone something, you're like, yeah, this is it. This is, this is what I'm learning. Um, and so running groups really taught me a lot about self-care and taught me a lot about myself and, and how to take care of myself and how to take care of others. So it, it encouraged me to maintain a healthy relationship with myself, to transmit good feelings to others, as I mentioned. Um, but it was difficult for me to implement at the beginning. And I think most of that had to come with, I'm, I have a lot of goals and expectations for myself with, with usually a really tight deadline. 
um, as Simone always mentions, like she's a hustler. And I think as, you know, black women, as black people, as first gen, we're hustlers. And so I have been working two jobs and going to school since I was 15. Um, and I never really considered what the hustle does to my physical, emotional and mental state. Um, I didn't know how to rest and I struggled a lot with it up until recently, like really saying like, it's okay if you slow down, sis. Like, it's okay if you take a break. You've been hustling since she was 15, like relax, like learn how to treat yourself. If you can't treat yourself good, other people can't treat you good. And so I often think about, you know, my identity as a first generation college and graduate student, um, a black woman who was raised by a single mother and an older sister who were always on the go. You know, they were always trying to find ways to survive and to make sure that we were thriving. And so they raised me with the belief that I had to go out and take what I wanted in life. And that would require a ton of vision and discipline and that did not implement self-care. Right. And so they did not mention how I should take care of myself on that journey of ambition. And so it was really difficult for me to give myself space to be, to give myself space to exist and to not feel guilted and to not being um, driven all the time and to be driven and in really changing the, the trajectory of what that means and what that looks like. So I think, um, as I mentioned, you know, recently it was, it's been more important for me to implement self-care, um, you know, physically, emotionally, and mentally, because I felt limited in my personal and professional roles. So, you know, limitations would include something like me acknowledging when I'm, I'm having difficulties with concentrating, when I'm feeling overwhelmed or anxious or worried, um, or even just feeling really distracted from, you know, completing work or getting things done. I felt exhausted this year with the pandemic. I think that, you know, a lot of times, you know, not having that time to commute back and forth to work, I would utilize that time to listen to, you know, music or to just really zone out or to be able to enjoy the weather. And since I've been home in the pandemic, I've been having a hard time because I schedule meetings back to back to back to back. So I'm not really taking the time to implement self-care. I'm not relaxing. You know, I have a low working memory. I feel like I can't, you know, contain uh, my thoughts because I'm so burned out or I don't know, I'm getting sick or I know other people that are getting sick, you know, my energy and vibrations are low. So overall, just being emotionally impacted um, is when I know that I need to implement self-care and I know that it's necessary. Um, so at this, what is that for you, T or Simone? Yeah, definitely with the pandemic, it's been a little tough um, not be able to do things that I would like to do. Um, just pretty much sitting in four walls on a daily basis definitely does um, make me become irritable and agitated um, just because I'm I'm in my space all the time. And yeah, it's good to be in your space all the time, but I also feel as though sometimes you need a different space and then step away from your living space and just see what's out there for you. You know, like Alicia said, driving to work, you're listening to music, you know, or you're stepping out just to take a short walk when you have to go from building to building. So without doing those, um, obviously necessary tasks, and we really at that time, they are tasks, but now that we're thinking about it, it's actually little small things that will help us um, get through the day that we're not able to do. It, I, I definitely agree with her. I definitely do. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, um, about like times when I know that I need to implement self-care. And I immediately thought about my anxiety and when it's at, cause anxiety seems to always be in the room, right? Um, for me, but when it's at an uncomfortable 
level where I feel like I am losing some type of control. Um, I know I need a break. I know I need to implement some type of self self care. I also know that sometimes self care is is very uncomfortable for me as well. Um, I'm I'm going back to think about therapy. Therapy is so needed for me. However, it can be very uncomfortable and sometimes not wanted all the time. But the benefits it has always been tremendous. And I'm thinking of other examples of like uh, like for us females who like to get our eyebrows done, like that could be uncomfortable when we get those waxings. But after that, I mean, we feel good when we look in the mirror and see ourselves looking looking a little bit more together. It's like, it, it, I think about self-care and how I implement it. And I'm thinking it's just, it, it comes with pros and cons, but it's it's heavily needed. And I have to recognize my signs of when I need it the most. Um, and for me, it's definitely when I'm anxious. And I'm also thinking for me, like a huge thing that I'm actually in the beginning of, of learning this term, I was a lot resistant towards it. Actually, my mom introduced me to this term of affirmations, right? And when I heard it, I was like, what? Like, I'm, I'm affirming myself of something that's not really existing. But for me, I use it on the daily now and it's total 360 or however you say that of feelings towards it because I've learned and I've I experienced how powerful it is to affirm yourself and, and, and that's been something that I've been really taking on as self-care um, and really been implementing in in all of my practices as well as my own therapy of affirming my qualities that that makes me the most incredible person that I that I am. And I really encourage other people who's listening to also do it. I, I mean, I want to open it up to, to other people here, like Lanisha and, and Tia, of like, what, how do you affirm yourself and when affirmations don't work? Because sometimes I know for me, affirmations is, is not the right time. It's not the right time. Like, it, it, sometimes I'm like, Ugh, I need to come down a level to be able to really take in that affirmation. Um, yeah. For me, affirmation's never really been a big part of um, part of my day to day. Um, I never was really into them. Um, I still haven't really gotten into them. Um, that's something that I've kind of learned. I would say maybe in the past year, maybe year or two. Um, but for me, I feel as though an affirmation would work if you practice it on a day to day and put it to your day. Uh, yeah, implement it into your day to day life. Um, but that's something that I've never really implemented into my day-to-day -day life thus far. So that's something that I would love to do. I just really don't know how to, and I've never really asked anyone in regards to how to do it. So. Yeah, I think that's a great point, T. It's like, I think many people don't know how to apply affirmations or like even just positive self-talk and it can feel weird and uncomfortable at the beginning. I think for myself, like you know, in general, like affirmations are the practice of positive thinking and self-empowerment, right? So they're fostering a belief of, you know, positive mental attitude that's supported by affirmations that will help with your success in anything. And so I just recently started, you know, practicing affirmations this, this last year also, because I think that there's other things that I've utilized to really cope in the moment. 
Um, but affirmations can be challenging, you know, really. And to utilize when you're upset or tense or anxious, that you know, it can be really hard, but you don't need to fake being positive either, right? And so a lot of times people think that affirmations is like, I'm gonna be amazing all the time. But the work is really continuing to tell yourself that when you don't believe it right? It's like really forcing yourself to, to look at yourself in the mirror. Um, you know, you need to work with the energy that you already have before you can go anywhere else. So saying to myself when, when I'm upset, like, you know, I am safe. That's a huge one for, you know, anyone who's ever experienced any trauma or abandonment or in any, like any kind of harm, right? When you're upset or tense or going through something, you really have to ground yourself or remind yourself something like, I am safe and putting your hand over your heart and just monitoring your breathing and your pace and really grounding yourself, you know? I mean, the goal is to do your best to, you know, regain control over your experience and the things that make, that's happening to you, the things that are making you feel overwhelmed. And so sometimes this can sound like I am safe, I am in control and I'm guided. I use that affirmation daily. Um, and so what I'll say to myself, especially like, you know, it could be in a good space. I could just be waking up in the morning and I'll say, good morning, Lanisha. And I'll do my sermons. I do my prayer. And then I say, I am safe. I am in control and I'm guided. And so that is something that affirms me every day, especially when I'm dealing with, um, any kind of challenge, you know, anything that comes about. And so mantras are really beneficial to me. And I may follow up with something like, I'm in control of how I choose to approach and respond, especially in a conflict, right? I have been in, in relationships and I have had conflicts with, you know, in interpersonal relationships or in my um, romantic relationship with my family members. And sometimes things get up under my skin. And right in that moment, I have a choice to affirm myself, which is saying something like, I'm in control of how I approach this and how I respond. Um, and then, you know, just always saying that I know who I am. I am peaceful. I am powerful. Again, I am in control and I'm blessed. It's all these things that can just make you feel grounded. And then usually I close up my evening every single night. Again, going back into this like concept that like self-care and affirmations can feel like a little, you know, uncomfortable and weird at times, but I literally listen to a self-care mantra I mean, affirmation mantra every single night. And it's called I am affirmations while you're sleeping for confidence, success, wealth, health, and spiritual alignment. And so if you're ever interested, listen to it. It's specifically for you to listen to it at night. And so if you are in my home, you are listening to it because I want all of us to wake up in an affirmed and safe space. I think all of that is dope. I... I know I had my own journey with affirmation, so I'm hearing both stories and also linking my story to what, what has been shared. And I'm also thinking how <laughs> I recently introduced affirmations to my, my two-year-old who I've done the videos for, um, and he replays these videos of affirmation over and over and over again and this kid is two years old right and so in that he's he's hearing mama's voice affirming him but he also tries to say those words and affirm himself and to me that's like the most beautiful thing um, because affirmations overall are words that we say to ourselves words are phrases that we say to ourselves to um, encourage and uplift ourselves and and in that it's really a journey of um of what both of you have said, 
but it's, it's, it's journey of affirming the qualities that we sometimes um, forget that we have. Um, yeah, I agree with you, Simone. It's like really remembering the qualities that we're missing, you know? So, uh, sometimes we can be really hard on ourselves and affirmations give us space to remind us of our, our great qualities and characteristics that make us who we are. Um, I'm gonna shift gears a little bit. And I guess I'm just wondering, do you all know what the relationship is between self-care and healthy boundaries? Like, is there any kind of alignment or, you know, is there any consistency between them? Um, I think there definitely is a relationship. They kind of coincide. Um, but one thing I will go by is um, a lack of boundaries um, invites a lack of respect. So I think the respect part would be the healthy boundary part. And then obviously the boundaries would be part of your self-care. So I always just go by that. But they definitely do coincide. I feel as though um, when you have positive self-care, it allows you to set healthy boundaries because without the self-care part, then you're not pretty much respecting your part, which means you allow anything to go. I wish you could see me because I'm sitting here like, yes, exactly, sis. Like, that's exactly what I was feeling and I'm thinking. Boundaries are a form of self-care, people. You know, when you set boundaries, you're taking care of yourself. And boundaries can help you manage stress. It can help you to take care of your physical well-being and create healthy relationships. Boundaries really allow us the space to take care of ourselves in all these different spaces. And so setting boundaries is positively affirming and grounding ourselves to, to have self-responsibility. And a lot of times it can sound negative when people say setting limits or, or boundaries with others or with yourself, but really it can be affirming of like, no, 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 no this is what you said you were gonna do, do it. Hold yourself accountable, take care of yourself. So I really appreciate that T because I'm right there with you. Yeah, no, I definitely agree um, with Anisha on that as well. Um, I had over the past few years, I had to really understand what boundaries were and set my boundaries. Um, a lot of times I'm very free spirited. So it was never really nothing aligned or, okay, well, this is kind of set in stone. But I noticed once I do set those boundaries, you kind of can hold people accountable. And, and really helping yourself not to invade those boundaries for the needs of others. I think taking care of myself and setting healthy boundaries is telling myself that I have to take care of myself before I take care of others so I can really be present when I'm taking care of others. So I can really be thoughtful. So I can really be selfless. Right. No, that definitely makes sense. That's a valid point. Um, and so I think the boundaries when I, and, and how I tell people now, especially with my friends or my family, I say it to them in the same way. I'm setting this boundary because I love you and I love me. And I worry that I won't be able to take care of you the way you need to be taken care of if I don't have this time alone, or if I come to hang out when I don't wanna hang out, or if I force myself to answer a text message when I don't feel like talking, when I force myself to sit on the phone and to hear someone else's problems when I have my problems of my own, it's nothing worse than not validating the feelings or the experiences of the people I love because I'm not in a mental and emotional space to be there. So when I take care of myself and I affirm myself and I implement self-care, I am 10 toes down 
ready to have a conversation with anybody and ready to be there to support them whenever they need me because I, I'm open. Simone, do you, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, um, I honestly think this conversation is really um, related to the, the terms like you were saying, selfish and selfless and being able to put up that boundary is a form of um, self-love because it also is you being like, I'm, I'm gonna take time for me. Um, it makes sense. I, I really am just sitting here um, taking it all in and it, identifying where places in my life would be helpful to self-boundary. Um, and I think it's so important to have those times of reflection of like, ooh, like is this, is, am I doing enough boundary setting do people respect them or not? And how do I gear towards those conversations too? So actually I was taking time to understand um, and learn for myself as well. Well, yeah, so since we do have two upcoming therapists on the line, um, can you guys give any tips to our listeners in regards to how to solve the boundaries if they're not too sure how to, or put it in a way that they can say it nicely to people, it's kind of not let, like letting them down? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I think as a person, as a human and as a therapist, it's really important to let people know where you stand and where you are. And so when I'm working with clients, I first explore with them, what is the boundary and why do you need that boundary? So someone says to me, like just Simone just said, like, you know, I'm really thinking about this. I need time to process. It doesn't necessarily mean that she doesn't want to talk about it. Right. And it usually means I need space to really figure out how I feel about something. And I felt like that was the best way that she could answer it or anyone can answer it. If you need space from someone or something saying, you know, I don't know what to, how to answer that right now or to support you right now. And I really want to. So let me follow up with you on that and I can get back to you. That sounds way better than I can't right now. I'm not in the mood. I had a bad day, right? That doesn't feel really good. That feels really hurtful. If I were to have someone say that to me, but when people implement boundaries with me and they'll say, hey, Lanisha, I miss you. I can't wait to see you. This week, I'm having a tough week and I just need some space, but I will reach out to you when I can talk or when I'm available, again, mentally and emotionally. I now feel, I respect them because in my head, they're teaching me also how to hold myself accountable. They're teaching me how to set boundaries, but they're also telling me where they're at so that I can help them. And so usually a response after that would be, well, is there anything I can do to help? Do you need anything? How can I support you? You know, I think recently we had posted up on Invo, you know, check on your strong friends. Our strong friends also have to utilize communication and letting us know where they are. And so I think that's some of the suggestions I would provide is allowing people a safe space to share with you what they're really going through and then also saying that they don't need your help, you know, and, and letting them be honest about what they need without you guilting them. And that can just be, it's hard to, you know, let you go through this experience by yourself, but I understand and I'll be here whenever you're ready to let me support you. I think that was beautifully said. Um, I really think Lanisha brought up some modeling techniques of how to model the, the idea of self-care because again, it seems like um, 
it's a growing word, a buzzword, but also a growing word where people are still learning what that means for yourself. And in that is people learning what boundaries means for them um, and how that looks. And when you're modeling that to others, you're showing, oh, like, yeah, that's a thing. You can do it too. Um, and it's important that you do it. Uh, so I, I really appreciate that aspect of it. I think something that comes in is like, when you're unable to practice your, you know, self-care regimen or, you know, boundaries or affirmations, like, you know, how do you feel physically? Like sometimes, like I, like I had mentioned, I feel sick. Um, and I, I honestly feel rancid or chaotic and just unbalanced, you know? And so being unable to practice self-care or practice setting healthy boundaries can lead to a lot of burnout. You're doing things you don't want to do when you don't want to do them how you don't want to do them like that doesn't feel good why force yourself through these things so you know i i can feel really emotional when i'm going through these things and i can feel exhausted because of the excessive and prolonged stress when i'm not setting healthy boundaries i'm not helping anyone at all and so a lot of times this can occur when i'm feeling overwhelmed or just emotionally drained or i'm just unable to meet constant demands and so I don't ever want to lash out on people, which is why I really preach self-care to my clients and mindfulness and taking time for them space and being selfish with themselves and their time. Like, you know, spending quality time with people, is, like your time is precious. Be mindful of that. The same, I, I do agree with Lanisha, it's the same. I feel as though I'm not myself when I'm unable to practice um, self-care. Um, I'm not happy, I'm down, I'm angry. Um, and a lot of times I feel all over the place. I'm disorganized because I don't know what I need to do to get back to like, kind of like my happy, my happy, my happy place, if that makes sense. Um, so when I'm not at my happy pace, that's when I definitely feel all over the place. And sometimes I do have to tell myself or when I'm talking to people, well, I need a second or I need at least five minutes to kind of decompress and figure out where I'm going wrong and why am I lashing out? Why am I acting this way? So um, a lot of times just letting people know what you need at that time so they're not pressing you. Um, it kind of does, definitely does help. Yeah, I, I feel many of the emotions that have already been said, I feel like sometimes um, some guilt comes up for me. Um, and, and some anger towards that guilt and some anger about the guilt and some, it's just, there's, a, there's many different feelings that come up. Um, and in that, I think uh, there's a lot of negative self-talk that comes in too. And I think that that's what brings me down um, as well. And that's where I feel like affirmations come to use. Oof, it can be really exhausting. So I really do hear everyone's um, points. They make sense to me. Yeah, I think, you know, the last thing I would say to our listeners in regards to self-care tips is just find creative ways to escape mentally. You know, self-care doesn't need to be elaborate or require this mystic environment. Like Tiana said, when she can't travel, she just finds a, a you know cute, quaint little space in her environment or outside of her environment by taking a walk. And so it really begins purely by listening and realizing you are enough and you deserve to take care of yourself. Um, setting boundaries and saying no to things that you feel forced to do, you know, unplugging, like I had mentioned, journaling, and like Simone mentioned, positive self-talk. 
Like it's so important what we give to ourselves and positive thinking and grounding techniques are extremely challenging. But what I've realized is that the more I've increased my positive thinking, I have really noticed an increase in my positive self-talk towards myself and towards others. And I really believe them. So just take your space when you need it, you are allowed to. I would say accept the things you can't change. Um, I think that's definitely a big one for a lot of us. Um, a lot of times we try to change situation or things that it's, it's gonna go nowhere, you know? So just kind of just go with the flow and just take it day by day. Also, you only have one life. That's also additional one that I live by. Um, and just make sure that you just live with a purpose, you know, get out, enjoy yourself, have a good time, but also focus. So kind of split it 50, 50. Yeah. I, I would say, give yourself credit. We're in a pandemic. We're in a civil rights movement where there's so much going on in the world and there's so much going on in our individual lives. So just to be able to make it to the next day, like give yourself credit for that. Just to be able to wake up, um, in, in, a, in a home with a roof over your head, give yourself credit for that. Um, it's just like if, if you're doing things and, and you're taking time to really just say, wow, like I did that in the midst of all of this. I don't know, to me that, that lands differently. And it, 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 maybe that is a form of affirmation, but it's so important for us now to reflect. And as a new year comes, I'm thinking like self-reflection is, is amazing because we've been through so many trials these years. Um, and give yourself credit and in that give yourself love because you're deserving of that love. Yeah, and, and even more so, like Simone said, you're deserving of that love even during the holiday season, okay? Like this is a very stressful year and the holidays can be stressful in general. And so set limits with yourself and others, you know, prior to engagements on the holidays. Take space as much as you need, how often as you need. Um, snuggle up to a Christmas tree with some hot cocoa or some eggnog um, or some coffee, something warm in your hands. Um, watch a Christmas movie and just be in a peaceful environment. You know, dim the lights, you know, really increase the natural sunlight that's coming into the house or into your space for energy. You know, just really try to be one with yourself and just grounding yourself. Yeah, thank you, ladies. I, I honestly feel like we're just having this conversation about self-care. I felt like I poured into myself. Like, I feel like I'm taking care of myself, um, which then in turn makes me feel like we're taking care of others, you know? It's like having this time to just be present and to think about what we've done this week, you know, what we've been doing lately in order to take care of ourselves has been really helpful. Um, as we're closing, I, I figured to really jumpstart the listeners on affirmations and mantras. I'm wondering if you two would be open to doing a mantra with me. Um, I'll say it and then you can just repeat it and then we'll close out. That sounds I'm good. All in. Okay. So something that I, I really love to include are mantras, as I said. And so I think we'll start off with saying, I love and approve of myself. I love, I love and approve of myself. I am above negative thoughts and actions. I'm above negative, negative thoughts, thoughts and actions. I choose peace and positivity. I choose 
Okay. And positivity. I am powerful. I am protected, and I am safe. I am powerful. I am powerful, protected, and I am safe. Okay. Did that feel okay for the both of you? Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Alrighty. So thank you all for staying tuned in with us. Please love on yourself throughout this holiday season. Love on yourself in general. You had a very stressful year and you survived it. Um, you're doing a great job. And you know we're really proud of you at Invo. And yeah, stay tuned for our next podcast. Take care. Shanice, thank you so much for just being your authentic self and for being here with us and for sharing your story and providing some insight on the internal work that it takes to be good at what you do, especially during such a busy time. You provided the audience with tips and strategies for getting, keeping, and securing the bag through your voice of vulnerability about the importance of mental and emotional stability. Invo supporters, we hope this episode was helpful. Please do not hesitate to connect with us more on our social media platforms. Stay safe, protected, and guided. Take care and be well.